Have you or a loved one ever been victim to the following phrase? En la casa de comida. Then you may be entitled to emotional compensation. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Welcome to South of the Eight. And listen, I know there's a lot going on in the world and it only seems like it's getting worse. That said, um, after the recent events in Beirut, um, they are needing a lot of help. So please reach out to organizations that may be providing assistance over there. I know that the Red Cross uh, has a foundation. So please do uh, do what you can to help. You know, it's a horrible situation. But with that, thank you for choosing us as your entertainment. And we have a pretty special episode today, actually. It's, uh, it's a blog that I've actually followed for a while now and a page. It's a food review page uh, through my brown glasses with Danielle Brown. It was a lot of fun to talk to her. We talked about one of my favorite things, which is food. But we also got into depth uh, into our creative process and why we do what we do um, and into traveling even a little bit. So it was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. And please check out her page. It's been a lot of fun. And for those people that are always thinking like, oh, I never know where to go get food. That's why you follow a page like hers. And if you're here because you already follow her and you just want to get to hear her interview, well, welcome. And I hope you stick around, not just for this episode, but we have a catalog of about 17 episodes uh, that are pretty wide ranged. Uh, so I implore you guys to check them out. Uh, there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of themes there and I hope you guys can enjoy them. And if there's anything you want to say to me directly, you can always reach out to me through my social medias at that dude Vega through Twitter or Instagram or at the South of the Eight podcast on Instagram. So with that, here's the episode and have a good rest of your day. Hi, thank you so much for doing this. Can you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself for me? Yes, thank you. Um, my name is Danielle Brown. I am a writer for the blog throughmybrownglasses.com, as well as the uh, founder and um, owner of the Instagram at Through My Brown Glasses, which is a um, San Diego based. Um, I love to uh, shine the spotlight on small businesses, um, most importantly in the food industry. That's great. That's actually pretty on par with what we're trying to do with this podcast. I feel like highlighting, you know, the best parts of our community. And I don't even mean best parts, just our community in general. There's so much greatness. There's so much to appreciate that I feel like we definitely take for granted that it's good to, you know, shine a light. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've gone through your page so many times and just looking at things. I'm like, wow, that looks amazing. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I've been there. I'm like, yeah, it right. is amazing. So it's funny to catch yourself and realize that you know, we definitely think, take things for granted. So it's nice to see it, even if it's in a different picture or even read some of your blogs. So with that, actually, can you tell me a little bit about how what got you started with all of that? Yes, definitely. So um, I back, I want to say almost five years ago, um, I started working for a small business uh, toffee company. And um, it, I just fell in love with uh, the whole backbone of owning a business, learning from my boss firsthand and um just appreciating uh the networking behind it um getting you know yourself plugged into other businesses uh partnerships sponsorships like getting to meet other people in between all the like in the middle of that also working in the kitchen myself i did those late late baker hours in barrio logan and the early mornings where i just had the shifts where i had to package 
And um, after that, I would say, I always told myself I wanted to write. I wanted to be a writer. I actually um, am studying journalism right now in school. And uh, I just really wanted to go and just go after the small business community. And that's a, a thing like, as mentioned before, where people just always know the big corporate chains and not bashing on them, of course, but there's so much importance, in, especially right now with places opening and closing down because of the pandemic. Um, it's just so important to keep our community alive and going. And that's just my goal with my blog and, and my Instagram is just promoting businesses. Um, I have no partnership, no, I'm not getting paid for this. I mean, the goal is one day where I'm invited to a restaurant, like, Hey, sit down, like, let's have a meal. It's on the house. Like that would, that's a dream for me. <laughs> and so hopefully one day to get there. But as of now, you know, it's humble beginnings. That's how it starts. No, that's great. I feel like, but that's good because you're, you're doing it, I guess we could say for the right reasons, right? You're doing it because you want to, you're doing it because it interests you. And I guess before we delve a lot more into your, um, into your content, uh, I'd love to ask you about your creative process because I know you mentioned again, you love food and you love supporting local businesses, but I mean, what is it about writing that really sticks to you? Because I mean, if I may say in 2020, I love reading. So I, I love whether it's articles, books, and things like that. It's, I'm all for it. But I can't remember the last conversation I had with a close friend when I was like, hey, did you read this already? You know, it's always, did you watch this video or did you do, you know what I mean? So, or did you watch this meme? So what is it about writing, despite the fact that it is, isn't the medium that it once was, that still connects with you? Uh, for me, I am a very old school person. Um, I'm a 90s baby, late 90s to be specific, but actually what I fell in love with, um, which what put me in wanting to do journalism is actually writing for the newspaper. And that churned heads for a lot of people. And I've been asked so many questions. I've even been told like, nobody reads a newspaper. I'm like, how do you get your news in? And I think that's things that's us as our, our generation now, we don't realize that there's there's people that need to be employed in order for us to know our day to day. Even if you're not picking up your, your newspaper, you know, getting it from your driveway anymore, it's still, you know, there's the convenience of apps and websites. And I think for me, it's just knowing that it's not something that everybody strives to do and it makes me want to do it more. No, I definitely, I will say I can definitely relate when I, uh, Sorry to make it about me, but <laughs> when I started the podcast, one of the first things people said is like, well, you have to do video. And it's like, but I don't want to. Like, I, I like podcasts for what it is and it's not much of a purest, purest thing. It was just like, I like the format of podcasts for myself. Like, that's what I enjoy as an entertainment. And that's what I want to create. And that's what I've stuck right. to, you know? And again, a lot of people always tend to have opinions, right? It's like, well, right. you do better if you did this. You do better if you did that. And it's like, I don't want to do better, man. I just want to do me. I just want to right. enjoy what I do. I don't want to hate the, the content I create. So I definitely, I definitely uh, agree that it's good to, you know, stick to your own, um, to your own instinct, I guess, for lack right. of a better word. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, with that, uh, let's go ahead and dive in a little bit into your content. So again, I love, love your content, love your, love your pictures because every time I do it, I'm hungry. And also because I'll be with friends and I'll look at it and I'm like, let's see what we're eating today. You know, it's always, people can never decide what to eat, but it's always good to look uh, on a page like yours and be like, all right, what is it exactly that we're feeling? What 
looks the most appetizing at the moment, but not just that, but also, I mean, the information you provide. So can you tell me a little bit about what you look for when you're, I guess, I don't know, would it be researching or looking up a place like that? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for for following and thanks for being a supporter. It's it's words like this that it really means a lot. It's it, to me that's just like the most genuine compliment to get. And as for like what I look for, um, there's definitely, of course, my first resource I'd have to say is Instagram. Um, okay. I follow many other San Diego foodies, and even you know, um, I love traveling myself. Unfortunately, we can't do that right now, but there's those things where I genuinely book a trip based on if there's more than one place that I want to visit in a city. And I feel like that has a lot to do. And I feel that's what a lot of people do with us here in San Diego, which we're so fortunate to have those resources. Um, But for me, most importantly, what matters is food. Number one, taste. I can say as a kid, I was very picky. And um, I, I stuck to the same probably three things on rotation in meals. And it wasn't until, like I said, until I got in the food industry, I had to have been like probably at the point where I was like 18 years old, where I was like, dude, I can't order chicken nuggets every time I go somewhere. <laughs> so it was like, that's, that's where I have to go. And that's what I have to do. And it was just trying things out. And I think that's what I want people to know that that's okay to do too. Get out of your comfort zone, especially like when you're eating out. Um, another thing I look for is if I, I have to, I have to have an urge to cook. And if I don't have that urge, I, I tell myself, okay, what I'm going to order on the menu is going to be something that I couldn't probably pull off myself. Okay. Even You're if not I ordering chicken try. nuggets, <laughs> right. I'm not ordering chicken nuggets. Um, I, I, I usually wouldn't order a pasta because that is like a go-to staple for me to right. cook. That's like one of the easy things, but it, unless it has to like blow me away to say like, okay, this is what I want to order. Um, other than that, I would probably say um, definitely small business. Like that is my biggest thing. Like I can probably count on one hand how many like corporate or large businesses I have on my account, but I really just want to zone in on the small businesses in San Diego around in, even as far as, uh, Disneyland or LA I should say because that was another thing that I love doing too is is focusing on Disneyland food I'm a huge Disney like block of foodie and I was an annual passport that kind where you didn't have the blackout so I was there every weekend and now that like the whole thing shut down it's like what do I do yeah that's gotta that must have been rough for because I I know that a lot of people are very invested in like uh, annual passes and things like that and I just don't mean money-wise I mean it's time if you if you live in San Diego you're investing a whole day driving up there spending the day there and coming down you know and I mean I've gone you know, I've gone with family and I've gone when I was younger, but man, people, you guys really love Disneyland. And yes. I must say, I wish there was something, I mean, I have hobbies and I have things that I like, but some people really love Disneyland. And I will say the food is one of the best parts, you know I mean? Whether it's the churros or the, um, uh, the pineapple swirl, you know, that's yes. super decadent of Disneyland, things like that. So I could definitely see that, but that's actually, um, on your first point, actually, when you mm-hmm. were mentioning foodies, I know that foodies get a bit of a bit of a rap because a it seems pretentious you know what I mean like and we all love food right it's almost like saying we like music a lot of people do like you're mm-hmm. not special but mm-hmm. you kind of are 
because uh, a lot of people don't take, like you mentioned, don't take the time to go out and look for something new. I mean, I'm guilty of it. There's definitely places that are my go-tos. Mm-hmm. That said, I, I, there's no better feeling than when you try something or someone makes you try something and you love it. I just yeah. wish there was a little bit of more of a foodie in us than, you know, and also because you're supporting s- small businesses, you know, I mean, if you really are tired of eating taco shops, go try a new Indian place or go try a sushi right. place, a pokey place. I mean, food, the abundance of food in here in San Diego is insane. And I feel like we should definitely be taking advantage. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your perspective on foodie? Because I, like I mentioned, it does get a little, it does seem a little pretentious at times. Okay. Would you agree or am I on a stretch here? No, I think you are right. And the funny thing is, um, I, aside from following businesses like restaurants on my account, I follow a lot of chefs. And to me, the chefs, especially in San Diego uh, restaurants, are like celebrities to me. And the funny thing is, um, one of the most well-known chefs in San Diego um, is Chef Jason from, uh, he owns Born and Raised, which I'll actually be going to this weekend as a wedding gift for my husband. That's our, that's our dinner on Saturday. Um, that's a, a really good steakhouse in San Diego. I've been there once already and he owns a few more. And the funny thing is I actually saw him about a month ago um, at wow. this opening in downtown in Little Italy at um, Eggies. It's like a breakfast a joint. It's a really like a hole in the wall place. And I remember seeing him and I was literally starstruck. And I was like, yeah. do I say hi? Do I not say hi? Like what? I look like a freak probably. Yeah. But the thing is, the only reason I think I felt like that to go back to your question is one time I read an interview on him that he hates the word foodie. Oh, and I was okay. like, dang, like, and I yeah. think it's, it's like you said, it's very pretentious. I, I think, I, I tell myself or when I when I write about it or when I tell people, I say I'm a self-proclaimed food blogger. Right, right. I think that is the right way to put it because I think all of us are foodies in a way. Um, yeah, whether it's it, 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 not everybody's taking Instagram pictures and or writing a whole blog on a on a restaurant. But in a way, you know, we have to it's just in us to enjoy food in a way. It's yeah. I think it's just a matter of how like to what level we take that yeah i mean i feel like we're i guess it's, it comes to also saying like we're all creative just some people put their work out there some people don't but that's interesting yeah i guess i guess technically isn't everybody a self-proclaimed uh food Something. blogger or, right. or foodie you know <laughs> what i mean but but that's interesting because i i remember i can't remember what chef was, i think it was bourdain that was saying that he hated yelp because yelp was pretty much what gap the uh, you know, gap or created that gap between sit, like civilians and foodies, right? Because now mm-hmm. everyone can leave a bad review and a- anyone right. can talk shit because they apparently got a bad, um, uh, they got a bad service and just because they were busy. So I feel like I definitely understand the pushback uh, from people in the industry wanting to say like, no, that's not us or no, that's not who we really are. But I mean, it comes down to appreciating food. If there is something that my dream, one of my biggest dreams I remember growing up wasn't really to be like famous. It was just to work for like the food network. If I could just work yeah. for the food network, I would have made it. Like the amount of food <laughs> shows that I watch or YouTube channels that I pay attention to, it's insane. Like I just, and I, I mean, I cook, I'm pretty decent and like I can, uh, you know, make myself a meal, but mm-hmm. it was definitely from watching those things. Cause it's like, Oh, it's super accessible. Like I can do that. Or right. Even like I can try that growing up. I mean, I love my parents, but you know, they, they stuck pretty 
they stuck to the curriculum of like Mexican food and this is what we eat and this mm-hmm. is what we're eating. And growing up, I always wanted to try sushi and, uh, you know, curry or anything like that. And it was just never available. It was like, frijoles en la casa, you know, it's like, oh, okay. And even like right. fast food, like they weren't huge on fast food. Mm-hmm. And once I just, I got a job and I, I started getting my own money. I was like, oh my God, there's so much good food out there. And whether it's food or even coffee shops and things like that. And it's like, wow, I really, and then I brought it back to my parents and now my parents are in love with ramen and pho and sushi, you know, and, you know, we're going to an Indian place pretty soon. So it's like, yes, I'm glad we're finally all trying as a family. Cause it's, I mean, it's such a, I mean, food brings people together. Would you agree? That's right. That's right. And that's awesome that you're, I think it, that's what it comes down to is just bringing awareness to people um, just from different generations, because we all have different backgrounds, ethnicities. And so a lot of times um, in even socioeconomic status, and I think that probably has a big part in it. And so, you know, um, I myself growing up, um, it was probably uh, once a month after Sunday's church where we went out, my parents and my brother as a family to eat. And that was like, and the funny thing is it was always soup plantation and now it's closed. Now it's gone. It's <laughs> going to go out of business. Yes. Went out of business, right? Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. I had just discovered soup plantation like a year ago and I was like, wow, Man, no, amazing. Yes. I've been going there. So like literally that was like our family go-to spot. Yeah. And once I found out it was closed, like earlier this year, I was like, that's such a bummer. That's such, oh, that's what breaks my heart about this pandemic right now is that so many businesses are going out of business and even, you know, big corporate chains too. But that's where it goes back to the emphasis. Like even right now, what we can do is take out. We can't dine in. And I I personally don't recommend, like, I'm not telling everybody go, you know, eat out if you, if you can, no. Definitely. It just, it's nice to keep it within one of those, like, oh, this is a special occasion kind of thing, or it doesn't have to be an everyday thing. I don't recommend, especially for your pocket, my pocket, (laughs) I have seen the worst of it, but for me, it's more like, and now my husband understands and he's understood from the beginning where he said, you want to go somewhere? Okay. Let's put it on a list. And he goes, and we'll go, we'll make, you know, and right now the best thing to do is make reservations it helps so much with the businesses, but even takeout where it's like, okay, I'll call in, I'll order, I'll pick up and I'll eat it at home. The only thing is now I have to take out the clean dishes and plate them myself for the pictures. Cause it's like, dang, I don't have the, the in restaurant experience at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's, it's just a matter of going, going for it and like continuing to pursue it. I'm not going to say that there's been times like I can honestly say where it was just like, oh, so-and-so posted the same place I did. And it's like, yeah. and I'm over here looking at the likes and I have to remind myself, yeah, what am I doing that. this for? Yeah. Who am I doing this for? For myself, because I enjoy this. I'm not doing it. Um, at the end of the day, if I get reposted or, you know, even a story or on their page, that to me is like, I made it mama. Like yeah. this is it. <laughs> and I just feel like it's always one step closer, but it's definitely, I I've learned it's not an overnight process and that's okay. I've accepted that. That's good. It's definitely a good mindset to have. And I mean, it, sometimes we tell that to ourselves, but in the back of our mind, you know, we can't help, but look at those likes. We can't help, but look yeah. at someone else's likes and think like, man, I'm pretty sure mine was better. But that's just, I feel like that's part of the grind. And when people hear grind, it's like, oh, you're trying to make it. I'm like, no, man, I'm just trying to be better. Like, I'm trying to be, in your case, a better food blogger. In my case, a better podcaster. 
or anything really like we're just trying to improve on our craft i guess is what right is what it is like being creative is so much fun and so interesting especially when you get to dwell on topics that you like or or get to do and it does become homework i mean it isn't easy it's not like you're you know you know you're just on a pool every you know yeah. or just because i feel like a lot of people say like well all you have to do is pay for the food and eat it well it's like well no right like you mentioned you have to play it now. You have yeah. to set it up. You're having to take pictures. You have to stay constant and research. I mean, your writing is pretty in debt also. I mean, it's subject. That's another thing I was going to mention. Like uh, we do have here in San Diego, we do have a lot of food bloggers. So yes. the best way to, I guess, manage that would be to be original. And I feel like a lot of your content is pretty original and pretty, uh, uh, pretty interesting. Most definitely. Yeah. I appreciate that. I think that was one of my goals. I told myself from the very beginning when I launched this is that, I wanted people that didn't know me, if they read my stuff and one day had a conversation with me, my writing would sound just how I speak. Okay, and just yeah. the conversation behind it, uh, still having the the formality and everything, but I, I'm not here to sugarcoat it. I'm not here to sound smarter than what I am or dumber yeah. or anything like that. It's yeah. just, that was my thing is I wanted my, my inspiration, my theme to just be how I speak and how I am. I didn't want to throw anybody a curveball when they meet me like, oh, she's this way when her writing's this way. Like to me, that's one of my biggest things is, is just sounding genuine, sounding like myself, just who I am. And just that's the thing as a writer, I, I, just, I have so many things that I have to edit and write in a day because of my profession and because of school that when I get to like actually write something on my blog, I'm like, oh, this is me. Like I get to actually do it the way I want to. Grammar is a huge thing for me also. So it's not like you're going to see me mess up on my punctuation or anything, yeah. but definitely like just actually being able to sound like myself. That is what my goal is always. I will say the authenticity definitely shines through your work Thank um, you. because I, like you mentioned, a lot of times you'll read some uh, food blog and it's like, wow, that's over my head, you know? And, and I feel like it's part of the, what intimidates a lot of people from trying to get into food because you'll read a review and you're like, wait, was that supposed to be a good review or a bad review? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, when you read certain work that you're like, oh, I can relate to this. I can tell this to someone else and they won't look at me weird because it's good. It's a good review, but it's also relatable i guess right. is what i'm going going for so yeah and that, i think that's what that we need it's, it, i'm not here to over exaggerate i think simple is better just because the way i found out especially with the way i've i've taken certain pictures i've learned that behind it our brains function a certain way where even i learned in, in photography where it's like you put the picture on the side and not whatever the plate is in the middle our brains are designed to go straight to the middle of whatever we're scrolling on instagram Right. And if it doesn't look appealing, like at that second, it's like, that's what, you know, that's what people are keep scrolling. And it's the same thing with writing. It's especially, I think our, our generation, like I, I see, can see that you, you, you enjoy reading. So yeah. I'm like, I can see our generation sucks at reading and <laughs> sorry, everybody, yeah. <laughs> if, if somebody's offended. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like, I think we're so quick to, to believe the first thing we see and not take the time to like actually look into it or, you know, whether it be recent events or politics, anything like that. So it's like, I'm not here to go on, on my, on my rant, but that's, that's one thing where it's just like, I can find, like, I appreciate people that take the genuine out of what I'm trying to make genuine and just see it for that. 
Yeah, that, I guess that's definitely interesting. Like you mentioned, I mean, obviously you're aware that people don't read as much, right? So it's brave. Oh, I guess I use that term loosely, of course, but it's brave to start a blog when yeah. you know that a lot of the people, because uh, in my case, I try to cater, not cater, but I, my demographic is usually between 23 to 27, which is around my age, right? Mm-hmm. That said, podcasting isn't very popular with people our age. It is and it isn't. It's it's weird. Like I'll have very interesting people uh, reach out to me like, hey, I like your podcast. And I'm like, oh, wow. I did not. I would have never right. thought you listened. And then I'll tell my friends and they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't catch that one, man. And it's like, it's okay. Like I, I get it. Like it's not a popular format, I guess. Right. But that said, we, I mean, we keep to the grind. Obviously, we enjoy doing it. So right. that's got to go for something. And that's another thing, too. It's just I've learned to not take things personal in this. Yeah. Um, I, I found that like, I think it took my parents until I read my blog out loud to them one time yeah. where they're like, oh, you have a website? And I'm like, okay, also, you know, get, given the demographics where my parents are in their 50s and they're not on social media, that kind of thing, I, I, I get it. But it's just sometimes, you know, you just can't take things personal. I have people that have completely surprised me where they're like, hey, I read this. Like, I read what you recently posted and it was so good. And now I'm going to go try this place or whatever. And on the other hand, where I have best friends that since kindergarten, not to bash on them, but I'm pretty sure they've never, at least (laughs) they they follow me. At least that's the thing. But, you know, you just have to remind yourself. It goes back to at the end of the day. Who are you doing it for? Why are you doing it? Yeah, no, that's definitely interesting because, yeah, like, you're, like you mentioned, it's not to bash on anyone. Listen, I, support comes in many ways, right? So with that, I feel like if it's not your thing, then I'd rather you be honest, you know, and be like, oh, sorry, like I haven't checked it out. Because I, first of all, I wouldn't even put someone on the spotlight and be like, have you seen it? You got to like, you know, you got to listen to it because that's just so awkward when you create something because, you know, you are looking for some kind of like uh, – positive feedback or feedback in general but you don't want to push for it because it it also it seems you know pretty unauthentic or whatever but but with that I I agree I mean you know it hits whoever it hits I mean from day one I told myself if one person likes it if one person's listening to it then that's cool like that's One, like you know it's a one-way conversation but that's that's all i really need so that's right cool. and i don't know about you but i think the best compliments or the best reach outs have been to people that like you said it's the last person you would expect yeah. it from because <laughs> yeah. then it's like okay i'm hitting a diff like a platform outside my circle and what that yeah. means is like okay that means you know like your podcast or my blog is going further than what our small circle or community is yeah. and that's 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 how we have to get out there and that's how our, our name comes out there or our yeah. brand or our website or our podcast whatever it is i think that's when you're like okay then you know i must be doing something right yeah that's definitely an interesting point of view that it definitely expands uh who we're having conversations with because I mean, that's one of the things I love do, uh, I love about doing this because, I mean, I don't know that we would have ever had a conversation, you know, right. if it wasn't for this. And that's great because you, you get to have a good conversation. You get to create a, a, a relationship with someone that, again, probably would have never have met. But, you know, you appreciate their work. They appreciate yours or whatever it is. And then, again, you expand your circle. So that's, yeah, that's definitely pretty interesting. But on a quick uh, left turn, it's something I definitely wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Do you get a lot of questions of recommendations? I mean, despite having a literal page for it, do people still come up to you like, hey, where should I go? What should I do? Or anything like that? 
Yes, a hundred percent. And even, so I have, you know, I have my, um, through my brown glasses account, but then I also have my personal and it's always the people that I've noticed that aren't following that, but will <laughs> ask me because they know I'm a foodie or that I post about it. They're like, Hey, I'm driving up to Santa Monica this weekend. What do you recommend? And I'm like, okay, well maybe I haven't specifically posted about that, but you know, I have a page for this. For that. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I don't mind it. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, I love when people just come out of me out of the blue and they're just like, hey, like, I'm going to this place. Like, what do you recommend from it? Or even like, I'm going to this part of San Diego. Like, what do you, or or even like for me, my love language is coffee. So it's like, oh, what's your favorite coffee yes. shop? I'm like, yes. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for, for me, it, it, it has a lot to do with that. But nonetheless, I don't mind it. I'm just like, okay. And, and I think a lot of people just, it, it, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm almost at 300 posts. I've been doing this for almost two years now. Yeah. So I have content that I try to post at, at least at minimum twice a week. Right. Um, yeah. Despite what's going on right now. Yeah. yeah consistency. consistency, I'm sure it's very important for your, I, I, I was going to say line of work, but I mean, it is work, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm investing into it. So <laughs> it's my money. So I'd say it's work. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely work. No, but I mean, I, yeah, definitely. Consistency is definitely important because I mean, you know, with uh, like you mentioned earlier with social media and things like that, people's uh, attention span is so small that if you don't stay in their forefront, they they forget about you, you know? Checked out. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean anything on your work. It's just that there's such an influx of entertainment and information at all times that, you know, it's hard to stay on top. It's hard to stay on top of any of that, but it's yeah. good. It's good that you're approachable when it comes to those sort of things, because like you mentioned, I mean, you want to be as authentic as possible to, through your writing. So it'd be shitty to, It'd be a shitty feeling if I reached out and you're like, just no. Or you just sent me like a link to your. To your <laughs> no, I'm I like, could never. That's not why I reached out, you know, but. I could never see myself doing that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, shameless plug. But hey, you know, go follow it. Maybe you'd know. Yeah. No, never. <laughs> that kind of compliment. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't blame you. Some. I mean, some people I'm sure are like that and I'm sure they're very, uh, they're very successful, but yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering about that because I'm sure I, I feel like it's definitely something that comes up, right? It's like, oh, just ask her. Like, she's probably going to know, like, you know. So yeah. then do you, are you someone that has an issue choosing a place? Like the, the, all the stereotype of a, of a couple, do you guys argue about choosing a place? I'm actually not. Um, because I said, like, when I said earlier that we have a list, I mean, I genuinely have like a notes like oh. on my notes app where it's like i have it down to like like zip code like <laughs> what part of san diego what city what you know what region yeah. it's in like to down to that even like down to like uh the theme whether it's indian chinese mexican that kind of thing so it's like i've never had an issue it's just a matter of when i have the opportunity to go out to pick up food or to eat or to dine in whatever it is um i want to have that ready because i want to be able to know like where I want to eat. And my husband's super great. Ever since we were dating from the very beginning, he's like, I don't care like what you pick. I'm not, I'm not picky. So he's just like, oh, whatever you want, let's go. And so yeah. that's a great thing too, where it's like, Oh, he understands me where it's not like, <laughs> okay, well, we're going to order a cheeseburger again or whatever, even though, even though burgers, I have to say are my favorite meal. It has to be the right one though. Oh, really? Are you, are you, would you say you're picky with your burgers? 
Uh, I'm picky with the condiments, with what's the way that my burger meat is, my beef, oh, okay. um, just that in general. I think the bun has a big thing to do with, like, I can tell you, like, there's like a whole, <laughs> a whole list. Whole but plug is Chula Vista, uh, the Balboa South. The Balboa oh. burger is probably ranked among, okay, so I have a top two. It's that place and Mishmash and Barrio Logan. Okay. They have a, a burger special every day. It's like a 10 bucks for burgers, fries, and a lemonade. Wow. You can't beat it. Yeah, you can't you really beat it. Can't. Like, those are Not if it's a good burger, because I don't think I've ever had like a quote unquote good burger that's, that was less than $15. Right. You know, when you start going to these like expensive places, like uh, um, I'm thinking like 50, 50 Slaters or something like that, you mm-hmm. know, you're paying 20, 20 something dollars for a Overrated. burger. Overrated. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's always like you, you'll ask someone like, oh, we should go get a burger from 50-50. And it's like, you go, yeah, it's nice. But it's like, dude, that was not worth $20. Like, right. come on, man. But, I mean, that's good. It's good to know. So, Mishmash. I'll definitely write Mishmash that one. Mishmash and the Baboa South on 3rd, yes. Oh, wait. Is that the new brewery? Yeah, right next to it. Yeah, right here on 3rd Avenue in Chula Vista. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I've been there. I've definitely had their, um, I've had their fries and their, and their, their beer. Their garlic fries are yeah, bomb. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. they had just opened up too right yeah they have um i want to say so they originally had their uh other location that was like by balboa park i'm pretty oh. sure that's why they got the name and they actually just awesome. shut down like two weeks ago because of the yeah. pandemic where i think they're just not going to reopen no. but that's why i'm like you guys go to third avenue go 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 let's keep them alive yeah. let's keep them here so yeah, that's, well, that's another thing too. It's just voicing it, letting people know, like, yo, we gotta support these businesses, especially in this time right now. Yeah, we really do, especially because, like, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Chula Vista is having such a resurgence with the breweries and the bars, and I feel like I love that it's all community based. You know, yes. I'm sure someone's tried to open a Starbucks there, and I hope it doesn't <laughs> happen. It's just, I, I, I hope we keep pushing back against like, like the obvious gentrification that we're having. Yes. Chula Vista and, and uh, a little bit in Barry Logan. And, and mm-hmm. I know that from conversations I've had with business owners in National City, they're trying to have a resurgence there too. And yes. that's great. But that said, I mean, I definitely agree. It's super important that we keep, um, I mean, we keep supporting our, our local businesses. I mean, if you're really going to go out for food, you know, don't go to Taco Bell. <laughs> no, hell no. No, no, no. I will not Taco Bell. No, uh-uh. <laughs> no, it's it's a shame. And again, I, I understand it's people's money. It's their money. They worked hard for it, so they should get to choose. But I implore people that if you're even the slightest interested in like really, really good food or drinks or anything like that, Go for a walk. I know that first on Sundays, they're having this, yeah. um, they're closing down parts of Third Avenue and you're able to walk around and check out what they have and they'll even have like tasters and things like that. Go and try it out. I mean, of course, social distance, wear a mask, all of that mm-hmm. good stuff, but go try out some stuff. Go try out a new place. I mean, I've, I think the, I've, I, I don't want to be exaggerate here, but I'm pretty sure I've, I've had a meal at least at almost every place in, in Third Avenue, in that section of like in between uh, East Street, and I don't know what the end of Third Avenue would be. I guess I like, would say uh, D because I'm I'm yeah. almost here on on. Oh, I'm sorry, E. I would say between like E and F. E and F, yeah. Or even I mean, I've gone to La Bella's. That's local. Yeah, if you want to go even, further down. Yeah. yeah, if you really want to go down, and even what's the um the Mexican breakfast place that's in between, right next to the park? Um, uh, very popular. Uh, yeah. Oh the my God. Café de la Olla right there. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> so good. And they actually, there was a bakery right next door that was really. Yes. Really good. I don't know that it'll be opening up again, but it was such a nice. They had such a nice preps. It was. 
yeah, it's a shame. But again, there's so much to choose from that I feel like any craving that you have, I'm sure one way or another, you'll be able to satisfy it at Third Avenue. So if 100%. you're in the area, 100%. or not Third Avenue, then go down to Borough Logan or go come mm-hmm. to National City or I don't know, there's a lot to choose from. So. Yes, definitely. I think it's just a matter of, you know, when we say support small businesses, I think that was one thing that I was falling off the rail is where I was driving as far north as I could in San Diego yeah. just to try, you know, whatever was like in convoy or, or anything in Mirror Mesa and stuff like that. But it's Although like, I will say convoy, what a hell of a street. Oh <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. My goal, I hope when all this is over, because if you've gone to my blog, I think I want to say it's entry. I want to say between four and nine. I can't think at this point, Yeah. but um, I actually like highlighted Barrio Logan. Okay. So my goal was to do is to do different. Like I wanted next, I wanted to do Little Italy, and then I wanted to do Convoy Street, and then now that Third Avenue's pop in, or hopefully it stays alive. It's that's one thing that it's like I wish I would have acted on a little sooner, but that's where it's like there's so much to do in one area that like a lot of people are just like oh like you said we can have our places like I'm all for having that go to place. That's totally okay because we. As us, some of us, we just love comfort and like knowing that we can get, you know, what we're used to and that's okay. But I like anybody, you know, uh, listening right now, I want to challenge you guys like this weekend, try like one new place at least, especially small business if you can, because it's just like you'll, that's how you branch out. That's how you're supporting your community. And that's how you're keeping businesses alive right now. Yeah. And I mean, they need it Uh, now more than any time. I mean, I've always been a proponent for small businesses, but I mean, if anything now would be the time to, I mean, of course, I mean, I know that a lot of people are struggling with money outside of, you know, supporting local businesses and things like that. But even that, I mean, even following their pages and sharing their content, a lot of pages are being super interactive. I, there's one thing I feel like San Diego is doing well is their like social media outreach when it comes to like local, local businesses. They're doing, they're really going above and beyond. They're being, they're being very interactive. So I'm I'm glad, you know, they're, they're accepting the new normal and they're pushing forward because a lot of them, you know, uh, aren't making it. So I Mm -hmm. definitely respect the grind of anyone that's still uh, trotting ahead. Yes, for sure. But my goal, when everything goes up and running again, you know, you know, whatever our new norm ends up being after this, uh, to definitely like just hit up uh, areas that are known for their food. Like I said, Convoy Street, uh, Little Italy. I already did Barrio. I'm gonna do Third Avenue because it's it's my hometown again. Like that's this is what we have to do. And that way, the next person that wants to come up, like especially in Convoy Street, when there's like businesses like right right next to each other, it's like okay. You know, I want ramen, but it's like, okay, there's like 16 ramen places. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? What so it, exactly it comes down to like letting people know, like, I, I, for one, could never bash. I could never like write a poor review or even post on, you know, on my account. Um, I just won't post about it. I think that's one thing where it's like, okay. I don't feel it in me where it's like, I'm, I won't write anything bad just because I didn't like it. It's just like, okay, well then I won't give them the time of day to post about it. Because like you said, businesses strive on posts and reposts and stuff like that. So it's just like, okay, well that's one less thing that I have to write about. You know, it is what it is. Then again, uh, um, taste is subjective. So maybe you didn't like it, but obviously that business is still there. So someone enjoys it. So why bash on it? Right. Why punch below the belt? I definitely respect that. I feel like that's very, uh, that's very honorable because 
you could easily get clickbait from saying like worst ramen place in Convoy okay. Street, which would be the worst title to have, you know? <laughs> <laughs> especially in Convoy Street. So oh, yeah. I definitely, I definitely respect that because yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, if it just isn't up to par for you, then mm-hmm. why even bother? Right. I mean, move yeah. forward with the, I mean, I feel like it's, it goes on par with, um, uh, with the whole theme of what you're doing it, right. You want to highlight the good and you want to highlight the great the great parts of San Diego and what we have to offer. I mean, there's a reason why uh, there's so many tourists come to San Diego mm-hmm. and I feel like we definitely take it for granted when I meet people that are like, Oh, we just, you know, we're coming from the East coast or we're coming from uh, Arizona or Nevada or anything like that. I really sit and think, and I'm like, wow, yeah, I guess we are pretty lucky, huh? Like we have the beach, the food, the people, I mean, the weather, we kind of have it all. And it's, yeah, it's just, I don't want to say a shame, but it's like, uh, I definitely feel guilty. I'm like, oh yeah. man, I was like the third time I've had KFC today, like, or not today, <laughs> sorry, this week. I was like, maybe I should, you know, go try something else or maybe I should go walk in the beach. That's one thing yeah. that always gets me when I talk to my cousins or something that are landlocked. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, man, I really go, got to walk by the beach because I, yeah. I haven't been this month and that just seems almost like a, uh, well, like a sin in San Diego. You right. Know? And I think since you bring that up, for me personally, I had to get out of San Diego to realize like what we had here. Um, My first plane trip, I just turned 23, but I didn't get on a plane for the first time until two years ago when I was 21. Um, I booked uh, a plane to New Orleans because I was like, you know what? They're known for their food. And that's kind of, that was the trip that sparked my blog that, that sparked that, that desire in me to actually pursue after something that I, that, it was this that I wanted to do. Yeah. And I went there and it was just like, I got to, I ate. That's all I did. That's all I did. I just went up and down Bourbon Street and I just yeah. ate the whole weekend. And it was, to me, that was one of the most amazing experiences. And I brought that, I would say that, what's the word I'm looking for? Just that desire and that the appreciation. Or, yeah, appreciation. Yes. Yes. And I brought that back here. And it was like, as soon as I came back, I was like, okay, I'm going, I'm hitting the ground running. Like I have to support my hometown. And from there on out, you know, like I said, I book places based on uh, where, where I can go and what I can try in a certain city. And that's, that's another thing too. It's like, I want to base myself as a San Diego small business food blogger. Um, But I love traveling. Like I can genuinely say like, I love the whole airport and the airplane experience and just the being somewhere where it's not your typical my office you know or or my bedroom whatever it is and and it's and if you have and I think a lot of times we take for granted traveling a lot of people can't whether it be you know due to their citizenship or finances whatever it is so it's just like if you can do it at least the ones where it's just like book that spontaneous trip Go to that place like that you've been saying like, oh, it's on my bucket list. Like yeah. make it happen. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, any sorts of traveling really, I mean, take a, take a drive up to Big Bear, you know, if you've right. never been, go up to LA if you've never been, I mean, do the touristy cliche things because yes. it's so, I mean, you can't replace memories. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's right. so great. But also, like you mentioned, a lot of people can't, right? So mm-hmm. take definitely take advantage. But that's such a great origin story. I feel like New Orleans is such a great place uh, for culture and food and everything like that. Yeah. And 
foodies yeah. in general, I don't think there's a foodie out there that can respect themselves and hasn't appreciated, uh, you know, uh, food yeah. in New Orleans, like Cajun food oh, and things like man. that. It was everything I could have dreamed of and more. And it's just like you said, the culture too. Oh, it's rich over there. And the same thing, like when I travel to Mexico, it's like going to certain places, certain places in Mexico are known, like, you know, for their tacos, for their mariscos, whatever it is. And it's like, you know, going to Mazatlan or going to uh, Oaxaca, whatever it is, it's like, what am I going for? Like, what is there to have there? Because everybody, I mean, us at San Diego, I think that's the problem where San Diego, it's like, we're so diverse that we have flavors from everywhere. But go anywhere else, you're not going to find a taco shop that has carne asada or Cali burritos, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's that kind of thing where it's like, we take that for granted as San Diegans, but as soon as you get to another state or a city, whatever, it's like, oh, well, this tastes a lot different from <laughs> what I'm used to at home. Yeah. But it's like, that's the point. You have to go to a place and be, you know, have the knowledge of what they're known for yeah. and try it out because it could taste different from, you know, the taco shop here where I can get, you know, enchiladas de mole, but I've been to Oaxaca and I've had the real deal. And it's like, I can only imagine. I, it's, yeah, that's it. yeah, I was gonna say, I've traveled a lot to like uh, Mexico city with, for family yeah. and things like that. And the one thing, every time I go, it's just like the food that you have, it's amazing. Right. It's also another like boiling point of uh, South America or like mm-hmm. Central America. So it's always like, you know, so you get all these different, taste from so many different places but every time i go somewhere and i talk to my family because the moment you start speaking they know that you're not from there right Just right because their accents are different it's like you speak yeah. spanish yeah but it's way different they know yeah. you norteño they know it from your bad words they know it from your pronunciation <laughs> they know it for everything yeah. yeah from the slang or from like the cognados right because you're saying soda like oh me uh-huh. soda? Oh, me puede dar una soda? and they're like yeah. what so so with that, the one thing that they always say is like, no, if you want food, you have to go to Oaxaca. Like Oaxaca is the place, at least for Mexico, is like one of the best place for like native, like real authentic food. And it's like, it's one of the places I don't want to go so bad. And it's also specifically for the food. And yeah. I feel like, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, traveling is such a, such a privilege, but such, such a great experience that, I mean, food is a great reason to visit a place, you know? That's the only reason. <laughs> so far but it's been working for me so what can i say yeah no definitely i agree i mean is there anything better than trying something new and not just that but also enjoying it because i've definitely tried stuff that i'm like oh okay that's not for me but at mm-hmm. least now you know right mm-hmm. i mean I, again i'm not very picky either but I've, I've definitely had stuff where i'm just like oh i don't think i'm gonna like this and then i try it again at a different place and i'm like oh maybe i just didn't like that one right that's uh, that's another thing I feel like people don't seem to um, take for consideration. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, maybe you didn't like steak in that place. I mean, obviously, if you're a vegetarian or vegan or anything like that, <laughs> there's bigger issues, and I understand. But some people will say like, oh, I, I don't like seafood. I was like, well, when's the last time you had it? Maybe you just mm-hmm. have bad seafood, you know? And seafood is, I mean, it's expensive. It's so much. It could be deep fried. It could be in uh, uh, ceviche. It could be in so many different mm-hmm. ways that it's like, don't close your, you know, don't close the lid on it. Just Right. Try it. Try a little bit, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that also goes back to the reason why I won't ever post a negative thing about a, a restaurant is because I've been, you know, thrown off where I've told somebody, they're like, oh, you have to try this place. It's so good. And I was like, oh, I went and I didn't care for it. And they're like, well, you need to try this. This is what they're known for. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't have it this time. And, right, right. you know, well, sometimes we can be caught off guard and we're surprised that, you know, giving a place a second chance where we order something different, it's like, 
okay, well, this made it a lot better than my first experience. So it's like really it comes down to like, you know, don't knock it till you try it. And I'm going to say like knock it twice, I guess, because you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> no, I agree. I've definitely been to a place more than once where I'm just like, yeah, I didn't like it last time. And like we're all human. So we all take things too personal sometimes. And sometimes yeah. the service isn't good enough or sometimes we're just in a bad mood. Sometimes we're just not in the mood in general. So with that, we have to recognize that, you know, we have to give things a second chance unless it was obviously bad or rotten right. or, you know what I mean? Completely the off. Inspection, the health inspection or something. Yeah. Where you're just like, how is this still open? You know, right. unless it's that bad, I definitely, under, I definitely think you should give things a second chance. You know, I mean, I mean, you're because worst case scenario, then, you know, for a fact, it's not a place you want to go to. Right. And then best case scenario, you're surprised and you're like, holy crap, this was amazing. You know? I mean, yeah. I remember the first time I had an IPA, like I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. Like this tastes horrible. Like why would anyone Anybody drink this? Drink it? <laughs> this is, no, this is nasty. And I was like, ugh. And then I remember talking to a friend of mine and he like walked me down a couple of different beers and some lagers, like besides like your regular modelos and things like that. Oh yeah. And then he like walked me into, uh, into beers and I was like, oh my God. And now I can't get away from a good brewery. You know, so it just, it takes someone to, I guess, kind of hold your hand through the whole thing. That's why it's it, one of, I feel like you were mentioning earlier, like your love language is coffee. Yeah. Taking people to coffee shop is one of my favorite things or recommending yeah. coffee shops. It's like, listen, this is where I go to read. This is where I go to do homework. This is where mm -hmm. I get coffee. This is the kind of coffee I get here. And it's just like, right. please ask me about it because I just want, I won't shut up about it, you know? Right. So, so much fun. And, and we're lucky enough that we have so many here in San Diego, you know, so mm -hmm. many local ones. It's, it's great. It's definitely, it's def we're definitely lucky. Is there anything you wanted to talk about that I might be forgetting on hitting or is anything you'd like to discuss? No, I think these questions have been really good. I mean, yeah, I was, they were flowing really good. I just, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what to expect. I was like, man, I, should he have asked, should I have asked for questions or something? But no, like, these are you know good what? Yeah, I was gonna say I had questions and then I lost the page of paper <laughs> I wrote them in. So then I it, but everything flowed so well that I feel like I hit a lot of pretty good points. But see, that's why I like you. You wrote them down a piece of paper. That's exactly how I am. Like <laughs> yeah. I love, I mean, technology is good and all, but I'm the old school like pen yeah. and paper gal, like yeah, and I, like, like on a yeah. sticky note, and I'll leave it. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is that, like, I feel like uh, at a certain point, technology gets so convenient that you just forget that it's there. Because I tried for so long to use my notes for, mm -hmm. well, for notes and for, like, reminders and things like that. Yeah. And it was so easy to just forget about them. But when you actually write it down, you, I have this journal and that I also can't seem to find. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's just me losing everything. Um, but uh, anyway, like, when you're able to open it up and be like, okay, yes, that's what I'm supposed to do today. Or, yeah. yes, that's what I'm supposed to ask. It definitely goes a long way. And again, I maybe it's just the like the little wannabe rebel in me that it's like, oh, no one listens to podcasts. Cool. Let me go ahead and make a podcast real quick. And <laughs> no, that's, that's freaking awesome. And I think for me, like I, I didn't get into podcasts till I have an well, not right now because I'm uh, fortunate to work from home, yeah. but my hour to work and back, like oh, wow. I was to, like, I don't I can't listen to like like recent music like i'm not yeah. up in i don't know what's you know what's <laughs> the music world because i think it's kind of trash <laughs> but i mean podcast for me it really helps 
get the time going. Like when I'm stuck in an hour, you know, I'm, I, like my commute was from Point Loma to Chula Vista and it's like, okay. it didn't need to be an hour, but because of, you know, traffic jam and stuff like that's what it ended up being. But for me, podcast, it's like, I feel not necessarily like I'm having a conversation, but it kind of helps me be a better, I would say a better driver, just being more alert of like yeah. actually hearing rather than listening to the same songs that the radio is always playing. Cause it's easy to tune out or get sleepy behind. Out of the boredom. Yeah, out of yeah. boredom. You know, it's interesting. I, I feel like one thing that definitely comes up when I mentioned that I have a podcast, it's like, Oh, I don't listen to them. And it's like, I don't even, at that point, I don't even care that you listen to mine. I'm like, listen, podcasts are amazing. Let me like, let me go ahead and try to convert you over to podcast yeah. real quick because like whatever hobby it is that you have, whatever interest that it is that you can that you have the way that I got into podcasting was because I love comedy mm -hmm. comedians and things like that. And like, I got to a point where I was going through like YouTube rabbit holes where I just wanted to see interviews of, of, of these people, you know? And then I realized that they all somehow have podcasts and they all interview each other. And I was like, this is amazing. And I'm just like laughing through them. And then, and then you start finding some, like maybe some political ones, maybe you start finding some uh, science related ones, some sports ones. So whatever it is that you have an interest in, there's gotta be a podcast. And 100%. I feel like definitely uh, people, well, I mean, people around me, I can't speak for my, our generation in general, but Definitely for people around me, I, I don't, again, I don't care that you don't listen to mine, but you should give podcasts a try. They're so, yeah. they're so much fun. And again, it, it helps you for driving. Uh, sometimes I'll put it on and like, I'll clean my room mm -hmm. and then I'll find myself laughing at something they said. And it's like, yeah. wow, I can't realize, I can't believe I'm that invested in two people just randomly talking, but somehow it's, somehow it's interesting, you know? No, kudos to you, dude, because I think it has to do with our generation being such visual learners that if they don't see it in front of them, their yeah. brain like just doesn't process doesn't it. it. So yeah. it. I think it's, it's a, uh, especially like it, it, it requires some training. Mm -hmm. uh, like if you're not into podcasts, then like get into them, you're going to learn something like yeah. oh, half of them at least are like intellectual things. Like you said, yeah. like politics and even news or whatever. And it goes to the, like what you enjoy, like sports and like you said, comedy yeah. and stand up yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's a cool, it's kind of, it's pretty much exactly like videos. If you're just not feeling it, then you jump to the next one. You know, you don't have to listen to the, that's another thing that I feel like intimidates people. Also similar to reading. I feel like, I mean, obviously I don't want to say, obviously that seems pretty shitty, but like most people are literate, right. In the United States or most people that would have access to your blog are literate. So they're obviously, you know, they got there somehow that said, just because they can't read doesn't mean they will, because sometimes they'll start scrolling down and like get intimidated by the amount of words, you know, but if I just can't tell you how many times <laughs> I've had like people that I know that they were like, yo, you wrote too much. That was too much for me to read. And I'm like, it really isn't dude. like, when was the last time you read something? Like, yeah. Did that hurt you? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like but it's it, like a muscle, you know what I mean? Like we yes. have to, we have to train it just like we try to train our bodies um, we should definitely train our minds. I mean, uh, there was, uh, I can't remember who said it, but like, it's something that's super interesting is like, have you ever sat there and tried to like be bored? Like a lot of people can't just sit there and be bored. They like, yeah. they start fidgeting or they like, obviously they start pulling out the phone. Right. Like it goes to show like how much people freak out when their battery dies. Oh goes yeah. To show how much we can't allow ourselves to just be bored. And part of that, I feel like it's a shitty connection to, go with reading but if yeah. you're having a if you're struggling struggling to read something keep pushing it'll get better mm -hmm. and if it doesn't then fine jump into something more interesting but at least you tried it right i mean 
again, again. That has, yeah, that has to do with a lot of like my segue into my career is that I I think for like a short period, like elementary school, I enjoyed reading. And then I think like once I got to high school, I only read if it was part of, a, of an assignment. Right. Yeah. And then it was like going into college. Like I said, I wanted to be in the medical field mostly because I was like, oh, I don't have to read. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to it's going to be really hands on. Like I wanted to be an ultrasound technician. Right. And I was like, oh, it's going to be like literal hands on, like with the jelly and everything, checking babies and tummies. <laughs> like that's what I thought. And then it was just like going and then it was just taking one class at Southwestern where it just like changed my life. And I was like, you know, I want it. I want to be a journalist. I want to be a writer. Right. And I was like, dang. But what comes with that is like, I have to read. Yeah. Like I have to read other people's things. I have to like teach myself that kind of thing. Cause it's like, especially I, what I learned is like your vocabulary will only go so far as what you're like, what you're used to reading. And for me, like, I got to the point where I was like, I'm tired of using the same words. Like, I got to sound a little better. Like, that's what I, like, I thought. And so part of why I like, I wouldn't say slacking on my blog, but like I said, like, it's, it's just like reading my blog. That's how you're going to hear me talk because I, I review for a job for a living is technical reports from the military. And I can tell you those aren't fun. And it's just like, I, it's, it's the same routine. And it's like, I know what I'm looking for. I know what I have to catch. Like, I know what the format has to look like. But then when it comes to the end of the day where I'm like, you know what? Like today, I just feel like writing something about somebody. And it's like, this is what I want to do. Because it's it's so easy for a lot of, like I said, going back to foodies, it's like, we can post. Anybody can take pictures. Anybody can eat. And it's like, what are you doing past that? That it's, it's more of, of a passion. And it gets to something like, like you said, you have to, enjoy it and like it goes back to like listening to stuff listen to something that like you enjoy listening to read something that that sparks your interest because then it gets to the point where it's like oh, why am i doing this i've always had this theory that a lot of people that want to be creative and try to put their work out there are inspired by the stuff that they take in themselves right i mean people that are in movies appreciate movies people that like music or play music appreciate music so one of the things that got me into this was taking in so many podcasts that I was like, man, that seems like fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. And also I feel like I could put in my two cents, you know, and I, there's a little bit of narcissism. I'll definitely agree, you know, especially when I'm listening to my voice over and over on editing. And I'm just like, at one point I hated it. And I'm just like, I don't, I guess I don't sound that bad. I don't know how you did because that was my fear where I do not like my voice. And I was like, and then like you sent the Zoom link and I'm like, okay, you and I will be able to see each other and like we can put it together. But I'm like, somebody's just going to only know what I sound like. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I was excited about where I looked at it at a different perspective where I was like, people like 99% of my photos on my Instagram or of the plate in front of me. I'm behind the camera. I try not to get so personal. Um, but it comes to a point where I was like, you know what, if people listen to, you know, that haven't met me yet, they'll be able to hear like what I sound like. And right. I think yeah, that's and get to like know a, a little better as well. Right? An interest of like, like for me, like listening to podcasts or even videos, like you mentioned, like if I don't like the way the person sounds, even with music, it's like, I'm going to turn it off just because I don't like how it sounds. And I think that's just, yeah. that's just us. Yeah. So, entertainment definitely. Uh, it's more than one sense. You know what I mean? It's how it looks, how it sounds, how it feels. A lot of time people will recommend me podcasts or books or anything. And if I'm just not getting the vibe, then that, yeah. it's just like food. Like if it's just, if I'm not feeling it, then I'm not feeling it, you know? And I feel like 
I mean, again, and not that, not that that means that we should cater to be super broad and make everybody happy because you'll never make everybody happy. Right. But it just goes to show that if there's, there's an audience, uh, audience out there for you, you know what I mean? And I yes. feel like that's what makes me the happiest when people reach out and they're like, yo, this is great. That episode did this, this and that for me, or it made me research this. And I think it's super interesting. I'm like, dude, that's so awesome. That like literally if one person reached out, that's made the last couple mm-hmm. episodes worth it because I mean, it's work, right? I mean, like yeah. you mentioned, we, we're investing money into the equipment, mm-hmm. into the time. I mean, having the page and constantly updating it. Yes, it's a hobby, I guess, in a way, but it's also work. So right. it's always good to be appreciated. Am I allowed to ask you, like you mentioned, there was a podcast that did it for you. Can I ask you, do you remember like what specifically, like which one it was? Uh, yeah. Well, again, it was, I started listening to a lot of comedy ones. Uh, so I started with, uh, it's called WTF by Mark Maron. Mark Maron yeah. is one of my favorite comedians and he's one of the like old time OGs when it comes to podcasting that really like made a living and just made a career off of, I mean, he does stand up and he's an amazing comedian, but his podcast is really what, I mean, he's had like Obama, he's had really big celebrities mm-hmm. and really big characters in his, um, in his podcast. And I remember listening to it and he just seemed so earnest and so, so authentic and so off the book. Cause at that time, I think I was in like senior year, maybe a year after. And I remember thinking like the only intake that I had was from TV. Right. And news always seems so exaggerated, especially if you watch like Mexican TV, oh, yeah. it's just like insanely overly exaggerated and just like, unnecessary. Like I, yeah, I never, like I hated Univision for like the longest oh, yeah. time. And I hate it like Primer Impacto Televisa. Just it makes me cringe all the time. So when I heard, um, and then same with like American TV. I mean, they're not, they're not any better. You know, when you start watching Fox and you start watching all these TV, (laughs) it's all like so exaggerated and so obviously biased. So when I started listening to Mark Maron, it was just some random old dude in his garage just talking shit, you know? And he was talking shit about both sides and making fun of everybody. And I was just like, oh my God, this sounds like, it sounds like so much fun. And then that, made me start looking into different comedians and different uh, podcasts. And it just kind of, again, it's kind of like that YouTube rabbit hole where you're just like mm-hmm. a couple hours later, you're just like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, where has that time gone? You know? So right. who was that? Do you have any inspiration like that? Or, I mean, I know that you mentioned it, it really sparked it with New Orleans and things like that, but were you following anyone before that? So you mentioned him, Anthony Bourdain. He oh. is my hero. The goat. The goat. Yes. Like when I watched his shows, like no reservations and you know what, everything he did, I was like, this is what I want to do. And the thing is, I had somebody tell me like, you can't make a career out of that. Like, what's that? Like, how's that going to pay your bills or whatever? And then like, I just thought to myself, like, it's not about like, what's going to pay me. It's like, who get like, how many of us are fortunate to say like, yo, I want to go somewhere for the weekend because like, I want to try this out. And it was just like, Seeing him like on TV, like doing what he did his whole career, I was like, yo, this man. So it's him. Um, I really like Action Bronson. He is <laughs> I love his new show. It's, it's or his uh, Ugly Delicious. Is that that's what it's called, it's, right? Fuck that's delicious. I don't know if you're oh, gonna fuck, have yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. It's, it's explicit. <laughs> fuck that's delicious. Such a great show. Cause that's another um, much like Anthony Bourdain. I mean, he's super intimidating, really, like the yeah. way he talks and everything. But he's very authentic and when he likes his food. I mean, not I mean, I will say this. I one of the first chefs I ever paid attention to was like Gordon Ramsay, right? From all his yeah, like, right. nightmare shows and things like that. But even him, I mean, he he's admitted it. Like he definitely plays to the camera. 
because that's his character, right? That's right. his like go-to. But Bourdain, man, he just, he was so authentic. So mm-hmm. then when you have the other side of the spectrum with Bronson, it's like, oh, that's awesome. Like, it's just, again, Food Network, I, I'm, a, I'm a simp for Food Network. I, if, I could, if I could work for them, I think I'd be happy. Even as an intern, I'd just, I'd love to just yeah. travel and, um, and eat. That'd be such a. So you can be the boom, the boom mic I'll guy. Hold the boom mic. Yeah, hold the boom mic. I'll, I'll, bring, the coffees. I'll, I'll bring the coffees every morning. Yeah. I don't care. If you no, pay me to travel, that'd be so dope. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I think that like between those two, like those are probably my favorite. Um, that's awesome. Good inspirations. Just, just seeing like what they do. And, and it's, I think for me, it's like watching it and you can tell they enjoy it. Yeah. And it's just like, they're not doing it for the camera. They're not doing it for the fame. Like, like just like for me, like it was so humbling to watch like Anthony Bourdain go to like the middle of Thailand and go to like somebody's house that was literally like a tent. And he was like, bro, these are the, like, not bro, he didn't talk like that. <laughs> that's a, that's a, the Danielle version. Yeah. But where he just like said like, man, these are the best noodles I've ever had from like so-and-so that just made them like out of this like giant old pot or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like, bro, like how, who can say that? And yeah. so I, I think for me, it's like, so, the biggest. it's like, I feel like chefs in the last, what is it? Like the last decade have gotten this like, uh, like rock star, status the chefs are the new rock stars or i mean even now i feel like definitely like they're just i mean celebrity chefs weren't a thing in the last 20 years you know what i mean so i feel like thing you put together celebrity chef like it was was just wasn't a thing and i feel like uh i mean people like bourdain people like bronson well i think people like bourdain definitely created the status of like uh celebrity chef that said people like bronson really brought it down to the dirty and it was like dude this is let's try some fucking let's start some food trucks let's t- yeah. try some some local hole in the walls not that Bourdain didn't do that but Bronson just does it differently you know it's I just, think it's like his style and just like yeah. to me what cracks me up is like yo he's a rapper yeah. and he raps about like food like I had to yeah. like I showed he's him a good him. rapper at that yeah too. yeah he's very and talented. it's like you know you see this guy out here and it's like and even like uh, is it Matthew Mathis like he's he's yeah. similar to that where it's this Canadian dude this big guy where you know he just says whatever comes out of his mouth but at the same time it's like he knows good food yeah. and it's like it I think there that's that's genuine in a person that that's hard to find in people where it's just like they're like you said like you can go to talk about any time you can go to kfc any time of the week but it's like wanting to go after and i think right now it's like i feel like my body's aged like 10 years or so because it's like now i can't eat fast food anymore where it's like i feel like shit the next day or even like the next hour where i'm like my body's like why did you do this and it's like (laughs) at the end of the day it's like you know i what i learned myself is because like I said, it goes back to humble beginnings. Paying, you, you're gonna, pay, you pay what you get. Like that, yeah. I 100% learned where it's like, there was a time, you know, 18 years old, I moved out for a period. And it was like, I was living off the 444 from Wendy's. And it was like, my body could not anymore. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, now it's like, and the funny thing is like, when I met my husband, before we started dating, I told him, I was like, you know, I'm really simple. I'm like your beer and a burger kind of girl. And then as he got to know me, he's like, yeah, you didn't mention you're like that $15 burger and like craft beer, you know, from Mike Hens or whatever. He's like, this is not, you know, (laughs) he's like, this isn't what I thought you meant. But it's like, what do you think? Like, I was going to tell you, like, it's Modelo time runner because that's like, nah, dude. Modelo and a quick uh, Jack, Jack and the uh, Burger. Right. No, it's like, no, like, this is what I meant. But I think 
there's a way where there's simple food that we're known to that we're used to but just some places just make it so damn good and yeah. i think that's what really does it and sometimes it doesn't have to be you know so expensive like i told you like mishmash 9.99 for that whole combo any time of that's, the day yeah that's definitely like, that's definitely another thing i feel like i see with food you know start especially when you start seeing these shows you start getting all these like the most expensive wings or the most expensive sushi or whatever and i feel like I, I mean, not to say that I don't click on them because they're very interesting. Right. <laughs> but with the cutaway from all of that, it always is. It's like, meh, like it wasn't, you know, I mean, it's all flashing and right. and all those things, but it's not, it's the food maybe isn't the best. So yeah. with that, I mean, I feel like it's funny when people say like, uh, when people don't experience food, I guess, like the way that you do or the way that even I do to some mm -hmm. extent, um, they always say like, well, I just like Mexican food. I'm like, yeah, well, you know how when you go out to eat and you think to yourself like, oh, my parents or my family makes better food. You're Mexican. Other people think the same thing. So why right. not give them a chance and try their food? You hit the I mean, you're, you'll be pleasantly surprised. There is so much food that um, that is almost even similar. I mean, uh, what is it? Steak or meat and potatoes is in almost every mm -hmm. culture right mm -hmm. so if you like meat and potatoes and mexican food you're gonna like meat and potatoes the irish way and you're gonna like it the australian way and the german way and it's just why not give it a try right right I mean, that's a good point no you hit the nail on the head 100 percent. yeah well anyway thank you so much for doing this again sorry about all the struggles there at the beginning <laughs> hey, we flew we flew through it after that it was yeah. easy writing yeah. well, for the listeners they won't even know that it happened unless except for now because we've mentioned it yeah <laughs> but with that uh where uh can you tell us again where we can find you yes i'm on instagram at through my brown glasses and you can also check out my website my blog it's found www.throughmybrownglasses.com great oh that's uh what's it called that's an original link right that's the uh i bought it official that's, yes. uh, domain that's the word i was looking for yeah. that's an official domain look at you with the w -W -W. Here, okay i was <laughs> i was running off of free links and with the with everything included but uh like i said it, it's an investment i Great. knew it was something that wasn't going to happen overnight and it got to a point where it was just this year like after i turned my one year and i saw that it was actually going further than what i could have imagined Right. I was like, okay, now I can take the next step. That's so great. I think for me earlier this year, purchasing the domain, that was a big step where I felt like, oh my gosh, I have a baby. Like <laughs> nobody <laughs> can take this from me. Yeah, and no, they, for sure. And I, mean, I was just like, you know, I bought it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say your brand's so important. So, and I, again, I'm a huge fan and I can't wait to bother you so you can tell me where to go to eat pretty soon. Anytime, <laughs> this goes for anybody listening. If you're following me, I don't mind it. I love those messages where you ask like, to put into account my recognition, recommendation, recommendation. recommendation. Yeah. there we go. I'm sorry. I'm tapped out for today. <laughs> as long as you ask me that to me, that that's like the highlight of my day. Just knowing that you guys are asking for my, I'm just a simple gal. Trust me. I mean, I like my, my craft beer and my $15 burger, but at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm pretty simple. Yeah. Food is food. And I feel like we definitely appreciate it. So again, thank you so much for doing this and have a good rest of your day. Thank you for having me.